I started talking. I had about a half dozen friends who had grown million dollar businesses or around up between seven or 50 and a million dollar coming to my fly down to Houston. And in the, that three of them broke down crying in my office saying, I don't even know why I'm doing this because they'd grown a million dollar business and they were walking out the stereotype. I don't want to grow a business because it means more work, more stress and less profits. What's up y'all, Kevin Wagstaff here, another episode of Spector Spotlight. I have Greg Bryan on today, who I'm so happy to have on. He's just a wonderful person. Um, for those of you, some of you know him, um, owner, creator of Bryan & Bryan, one of the biggest companies in Texas and in the country. Um, also owner and creator of IEB, who some of you belong to. He's just a joy to talk to. He's kind, he's humble, he's down to earth. Um, he has so much wisdom. He's, he's, been, he's seen it all, been through a lot. Um, and it's just constantly uh, zestful, full of life, and fun to be around. So we kind of go all over the place, but um, we're definitely going to have a part two. Maybe maybe we dig in on search some of these topics. So definitely let me know if any of this uh, has been fun to listen to or what you appreciate and enjoy about it. And also share the podcast with your community, um, with other home inspectors. Um, that enables me to keep doing keep doing more episodes and more often. I want to keep doing more of this. Um, so keep letting me know topics, things you want to hear about. I'm really loving the engagement and I appreciate you guys letting me know either on our Facebook user group or just email me if you're not a Spector user. Shoot me an email. Tell me if you want to be on or if uh, you know someone that would be really helpful to share knowledge and grow our business, grow our community. Um, That's what it's all about is kind of growing each other, growing knowledge, sharing knowledge. So um, thanks and enjoy. Greg, great to see you over Zoom, my man. How are you? It's been a while. You know, it's funny. I was was just thinking this morning, I was thinking, well, you know, I'm going to be meeting with Kevin this morning and the first time we met, um, you know, and, and how, how there was just this instant connection. I mean, it was yes. like an instant connection and, uh, it, you know, cause it, you know, at that time, you know, of course you, you were pretty much launching Spectora yep. and, you know, I have my inspection business, but we were launching IEB and, um, and we, we talked, we, we, we really, we didn't talk about your services or our service. We just talked about the industry yeah. and, and what the industry looks like, the kind of, you know, our take on it. And there was a lot of alignment. So after all these years, it's finally nice to be able to actually sit down and have a conversation with you. I know (laughs) an hour is not going to be enough. So I'm already planning for a part two. Um, (laughs) You need no introduction, but for those that don't know, yeah. Owner of Brian and Brian, Mm -hmm. owner, creator of IEB, a wonderful Mm -hmm. human, one of my favorite people just in general uh, in life. And I'm honored to, you know, to have been around you and to have been, uh, impacted by you, inspired by you. Um, so yeah, I, I, we can get into your backstory later. That's interesting. Sure. I think in a sense, but like, uh, what's the update on the, on, on IEB kind of where you guys are at. And, uh, and we can talk about the conference too. Cause that was, ama- that was an amazing experience. Wasn't it? Yeah. Well, oh my goodness. You know, that was you, every year things get better. And, and of course, um, everything, there's the evolution, you know, the evolution of our industry, you know, with IEB, uh, we're, we're quite honestly, we're, we're what's happening is what we planned from the very beginning and what we planned from the very beginning. It's, it's crazy. Cause we call it like IEB phase three. Yeah. Um, and this is where we've gone from, you know, who are we, what do we do? And to now at least people still on the outside don't know what we do, but now we've got um, the, the level of collaboration of, of, I, of inspection business owners from, you know, small businesses to large businesses, just openly collaborating in a positive, uplifting and encouraging environment, which is like, you, you know, in this, in this industry, you know, unfortunately it, that sometimes that can be in a, a very rare, right. um, not always, there's some great places to go to in this industry, but, but th- that has taken on, on in, in its whole new life because now we're seeing we've, there have been people who have kind of gone through this journey of transformation of identifying what they want, who they, who they are, what they want out of life, what they want their business to, to do for them, how to build that business. And now we're seeing the journey of, of, of it happening. Now they've got some, 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 a little bit of mileage. Now it's the next phase where people have gotten control of their life again, where the business 
isn't controlling every aspect of them. And now we're kind of in this Ivy lifestyles thing. And this is, this is, this, this is so cool. Um, and it started about a year ago. Ivy lifestyles really is, it's an idea that, that organically grew out of, well, if the intention is for people to build a business that gives them greater time freedom, a more balanced life, a focus on health, a focus on relationship, then what do you do with that? And let me back, back up a little bit. I was talking to Dirk uh, Van Rena, my partner in IEB, and this was early on when he launched his own company, Birdflow, his, his coaching consulting and uh, uh, company. And, and we, um, he asked me a question that, that I, I, I kind of, I, I choked up. I was in a group setting and I, I kind of teared up. He said, I want to ask you all, what do you all do for fun? And I mean, I just, I just started crying. I mean, I just, because it's like, and I, I was always an adventure guy. I mean, like, like adventure, like just, there was no boundaries. <laughs> and I, I, I stopped knowing how to have fun a long time ago because I had, you know, I'd served my company for so long and, you know, you're serving your family, but you're, you know, in, in, and all that you're checking these boxes, but there's no fulfillment in your, for yourself. And so, um, so that was kind of a, a starting point. So at that point, Dirk and I, we went skydiving to just to break me out of that. You know, I'd been before, so we went skydiving. So in IEB, the same thing occurred. We kind of realized all these business owners, now they're starting to get some free time. Many of them by design are getting out of the field. Mm -hmm. There's developing leadership. Now, what the heck do I do with my time? What I don't do know. I, they don't, don't know. know. Yeah. It's crazy. They don't know. So we, we organically we had a group of us got together uh, last year and did an overlanding trip in Colorado. We went to uh, Imogene Pass and, and Dirk did Black Bear Pass and there, you know, all these. So, you know, Colorado is just an amazing place to launch overlanding and overlanding is kind of a kind of a badass camping. And so we, you know, we got all these rigs now, of course, Dirk and all these, you know, younger guys got their Jeeps and I got a, I got a Lexus that I jacked up. <laughs> so I said, I'm, I'm riding in comfort my 19 hours to come. Oh yeah. But, but we, so we did that and it broke something, you know, so we, there was about, I don't know, about eight couples uh, and individuals that went, then we went to the, to um, Arkansas and we had more people then this past, uh, about a couple of months ago, we went to Moab, right, right before Unite in Austin. Mm -hmm. We almost literally came from Moab and Utah to Unite. And then at that point, there are like 10 or 11 vehicles. It was crazy, crazy fun. And so we get to Unite, and this is, was so exciting for me, Kevin. We had a, a, a golfing day, and now out of IEB, a golfing club has started. Uh, the first IEB hunting group is getting together in September. A group of guys and gals who like to hunt are going to do, go do a dove hunt down in, I believe, South Texas. Uh, there's going to be a wine and food group that's, that's forming for people who don't like the outdoor stuff. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and that, I got to be honest, that's the most exciting thing for me out of IEB is seeing people learning how to enjoy life again and, and live a fulfilling life. And, and you know, and, and life is, is, there's multiple layers to it. You know, there, there's our spiritual life, there's our family life, there's our, our, our health, there's our wealth, our wealth building, our business building, but we forget to have adventure in that. And I think if, if, if you can re-engage that into your life, it opens up doors for all the other things. I, I honestly believe that. And, and for me, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know how to have fun unless somebody says, Hey, here's a trip. We're going like, we, it was just announced in our, 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 our IV overlanding group that, that, Hey, we're going to the uh, Smoky mountains in September and who wants to go. So there'll be about probably about 10 or 12 cars going. What does it mean to you to see the impact this is having on others given, I want to ask about your journey, yep. you know, to get to starting IEB in a second, but I, I want to know what it means to you to have those people have that aha moment that you had where you unlock something where you're like, what's the purpose of all this? Like, why am I working so hard all these years and I don't feel fulfilled? Like, what does it mean to see that happen in other people? Without going through my journey, and I know we'll touch on that a little bit, but 
because of my journey and how how broken I was because of the business I had built where, where I had no time freedom, the business consumed every minute of my life. Uh, I was so broken. When I see people breaking through that, it, it's like when you, you, you smell something and it takes you back to a time. A moment in your childhood, <laughs> yeah. you know? And it's like that when, when people have this revelation and then they, they, they put it in place then it's it, it it's like that smell for me it's like it takes me back to that place and it gives me kevin i, I can't explain how how happy it makes me. but it's it's not you know it's funny it's it's not the it's not building a big business or people building bigger businesses i, I really don't care about that 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 doesn't move my needle mm-hmm. even for me you know we built a big business but that doesn't move my needle it's people getting their life back it's people it's, it's people purposely providing the resources to their business to give them the things that they want their business to do for them. No, not what I want their business to be or not what some book says at home inspection business should be. It's like, what life do you want to be provided through your business? And when I see that happen with people, you know, we've had testimonies of people who have, you know, gone on um, a vacation, a six day vacation for the first time in 10 years with their family. Do, do you know how touching do you know what that means to hear that that i mean i, I can't i really can't explain the, the 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 depth of gratitude but so that's part that's part of that that really excites me the other part is is i i knew it could happen but i it was i, I had to see it to believe it that we have an entire community of business owners who openly share every single Thing they do even with their direct competitors i mean we were just talking about this the other day you know in ieb you have different levels of membership based on the size of your company and the mm-hmm. enterprise level are like you're starting to get into rare air right you know that's that's you know uh two and a half three million dollar companies plus right and in now and when we started there was two enterprise companies in houston now there's five and it's crazy because so there's five enterprise companies plus all these other IB companies in my market and we share everything with each other. It's you tell that uh, to people and they it doesn't it doesn't, doesn't register. It, yeah. It doesn't register. It's like, you know, it's like, okay, what's the catch? It's like, yeah, there's no catch. And it's a mentality. It's a way of living. And that's what I think I have a hard time even articulating to some inspectors when they're like, tell me about IB. And I say those same things where I'm saying like, it's just a different world because you're surrounded by people that have an abundance mentality. You're surrounded by people that want to uplift others that believe good energy is going to come back to them. I have never, it it blew my mind. And uh, I wasn't even there for the conference. I was there to try to sell software, but I I learned so much and I light up every time I talk about it because I've never seen something like that. Well, you know, the crazy part though is getting the resources of the competitors is not the magic of IEB. That's the beautiful outcome of IEB. That, that, that's, a, that's a beauty because we think, wow, I can be in this community where I essentially don't have to build everything myself. People will share what they do and I, I can modify it, but that's not where the real power is. The power is in the mindset of a willingness to share that's the part that can't be that people don't understand. Like you think, well, the power is having access to these resources of these people who have an abundance mentality. It's no, no it, it's being around people with the abundance mentality. Yes. And that's, that's where, honestly, that's where some people are like, Oh, you know, that I don't dig that touchy feely stuff. That, that, that psycho stuff is like, Hey man, I don't know how it works. <laughs> I just, I just know it works. If you, if you want the tools and the resources, they're there and you'll yeah. get a lot out of that. But it's the magic of the, it's the magic of the environment and the mindset. I think now more than ever after COVID people are realizing we're all human and this is, yeah. these are human topics of feeling part of a community. Um, yeah. I want to hear a little more about that story of kind of the grind and building the business. And, and you know, like you said, amazing success. This is all amazing things that most people aspire to, mm-hmm. but it drove you to the point of having like a crossroads in your life, I imagine. So I, I, I don't know if I, it may have been years since I've even heard this story of what led to IEB 
coming into existence? Sure, I'll keep it relatively short, Kevin. Um, my story, my initial story is, is probably identical to 90% of the home inspectors out there. Um, I, I, I wanted time freedom. I want to be the master of my own ship. I wanted, and, and home inspection appeared to provide that opportunity. Uh, I came out of the restaurant business uh, in kind of dinner houses and fine dining. I was a, a restaurant turnaround guy, completely burned out. Um, um, and so I, 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 I just wanted to just shut out the noise and be the master of my destiny. Became a home inspector. I had two, two family members in Texas who were licensed. We were the first licensed state. So that gave me an in. Um, and I operated as a sole proprietor by choice for 10 years. Oh, no kidding. I forgot about yeah. that. Wow. Yeah, for 10 years. Then I added, then organic. And now, now, now at this point, we're homeschooling four kids. The office is in our homeschooling class. It's, it's chaos. Um, I added another inspector. We, we rode together for five years. He's still with me. Uh, one of my dearest friends, uh, really a brother. Um, then we added another inspector for another five years. So we're 20 years in. And uh, that's when it happened. Um, my my health failed. Um, from we, and this will sound crazy. We we just didn't say no because in business you, you get so terrified of saying no right. that you'll do every transaction. So in the interim, we're literally doing six to seven hundred inspections a year each, for year after year after year. And you know, I come home. Uh, I'm working six seven days a week. Uh, come home, spend time with the family. We're renovating this, this historic home, this hundred year old home. I work on that till three, four, five in the morning and get up and do it over again. So I'd work, you know, sleep two or three hours, rinse and repeat. Cause I always had a high motor and I, I was raised in an environment to just work hard. It's like, okay, right. I can work hard. But what I found Kevin, and this, this is a universal truth is most people will not, not make dramatic changes until an external force demands it. Mm. We, we typically won't, won't purposely make huge shifts in our life by choice because, right. because we get so comfortable in our discomfort, you know, right. even discomfort, we know we hate it, but we're, we're, we're so terrified of, of, of either losing our business or, or whatever, whatever our fear uh, factor is. Mm-hmm. So um, my, my, my company failed and that, that was the, the magical turning point in my business. And what that was, was for the first time since I had been in business, I got clarity and I didn't, I didn't understand this at the time. And you know, this Kevin, that, that's the, that's the, that's the hinge pins conversation at IEB. That's the, that's the, is getting clarity, clarity on what you want out of life and what you want your business to do for you. Everything else is an outcome of that. I got clear on two things. I don't ever want to inspect another house. I don't want to run a home inspection business. So here's what happens with that is for the first time in 20 years, I took the business, I pulled it off of me, these tentacles, I pulled it in. I, now it's looking me in the eye and I say, hey, business, uh, this is what you're going to do for me. I need you to operate to the point where I don't have to work in you anymore or I have to run you. So now all I have to do is determine what resources do this, does this business need to make that happen? Oh man, that sentence alone, like that alone, I think is the, is wisdom. Yeah. So it's like, so what's the, what are the resources? So I gave resources and long story short, in four months, I was out of the business, uh, as an inspector, uh, I hired a, a manager. We went from, this was 2014. We had three inspectors, um, today. And th- this is, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this number out here and there's, there's purpose to this. Um, we hit we hit a million dollars net profit last week for the year. Amazing. A million dollars net profit. Okay, well, Greg, that sounds a little bit self-serving. No, I want you to understand the reason I say this is the second part of my journey. Is I was I was in a in a group of kind of a mastermind group and it was great people and 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 great relationships and and it's many of those relationships I still have today. But those relationships represented the conversation in our industry, which is uh, all around growth activities and how to train home inspectors. And there's nothing around business building or profitability. Uh 
So all I hear is grow your company this size, you know, be this size company. If I can, you know, be a million dollar company or a half million dollar company or three, whatever that, that number is. And I, it was always an odd thing to me. I understood it. I understood the, the catchphrase of that, that, that thinking. But when I start having these conversations with people, well, well, what is your operating cost? What's your organizational structure? What's your profit? I was met with a lot of blank stares. <laughs> And, 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 and people, know. so, so now I have a little bit of time freedom mm-hmm. and it's like, you know what? I stumbled in, I stumbled into this thing of, of getting freedom from my business of just getting this, this rudimentary clarity, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so I started thinking, this is a conversation the industry needs is how do you build an actual business? We say we're business owners, but we operate as technicians. Oh Yeah. You know, so, so our, our starting lens is from a technician lens rather than a business owner's lens and home inspection happens to be our, our service. Right. That's just the product. And I'm, I don't say that to diminish it for, for the, for, you know, for the, the people who are like purists and, and like, like, you know, I get that we're, 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 we're known as a nitpicky inspection business yeah. and with, with our 30 plus inspectors. So, um, so here's what happened is. I started talking, I had about a half dozen friends who had grown million dollar businesses or around up between 750 and a million dollar coming to my fly down to Houston. And in the, that three of them broke down crying in my office saying, I don't even know why I'm doing this, but they'd grown a million dollar business and they were walking out the stereotype. I don't want to grow a business because it means more work, more stress and less profits. Yeah, if you don't have a correct model, it absolutely means all of those things. <laughs> oh man, when you say it that way, you're like, oh my God, that sounds terrible. Why would anyone do that? Why would anybody do that? So, so, so we realized, wow, what would it look like if we could, if we could create an environment for, of collaboration that we, we, we provide the genesis of the idea, the fundamentals of leadership development, fundamentals of gaining clarity, the fundamentals of a, of a viable inspection business model these are the divisions of your business this is this is what a profit a profitable model looks like there's now there's a lot in there it's 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 easy but it's not simple building business there's no silver bullet and it's it's a grind there there if anybody tells you differently they're lying it you know you know kevin with launching selectory you hit walls you things crash things fall apart it's like you know and everybody's yelling at you and (laughs) But you just keep pushing forward. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> so we did that, and um, we've had so many companies um, just transform uh, into into profitable entities, learning how to hire talent, how to hire and recruit, and how to grow. But more importantly, how to become profitable. And so that's why I say, you know, I'm really proud. We've hit a million dollars net profits. Like, well, that. That's important because that, those, that's a conversation we never have in our industry. What, okay, yeah, you're hitting here, you're hitting on this cylinder, you're hitting on this cylinder, but what's the result? What kind of time freedom do you have? What kind of life balance do you have? What does your health look like? What do your relationships look like? What's your spirit, spirituality? And what's your bottom line? You know, all the other stuff is, is, is that's where we focus our conversation because that's where the busyness is. Right. But it's not results driven. So, and, and this is a, I want to highlight that this is kind of a, I think a shared value of IEB and Spectora and you and I personally of when you say that number, certain people get excited about it and say, wow, that's accessible to me. That's amazing. Good for you. That's awesome. Like what else can I do to support you? And then certain people think of reasons why it's wrong or bad or, or shun it. And that's people's yeah. relationship with money, which is something I think we all need to evaluate too. Um, yeah. But I love that you share. And that's the, that's what IEB has unlocked. I think for so many businesses is you share candidly uh, and you, and you talk about the good and the bad. And that's that safe place alone. I think every inspector needs to go there mentally, either on their own or through an organization like IEB. So Amazing what you've done. You guys probably have, I mean, you've probably, I mean, you've probably doubled, tripled, quadrupled over the years. Um, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, I, well two, two parts. I, I want to get to, I want to touch on that, Kevin, but I want to go back to money real quick. 
And, you know, I, I told you how I got this first taste of clarity and, you know, clarity begats clarity, vision begats vision. As you get clear about things, you get more clear. So I got clear about this, but when I talk about money, money is a, is, has become a driver for me. Money doesn't mean anything. If you came to my house, I live in a very modest house. I drive a, I drive a 12 year old car. I, you know, I, I, I buy used clothes. Um, but I don't have any problems spending money if I choose to. But here's my relationship with money. And this goes to the clarity aspect. It's okay. I want more time freedom. What I, and I've identified what that means, but I want a profitable company to what end? Okay. Two things I'm very clear about. One is my, my, my heart is to give my family. We give, we, we, when I say give, um, we don't give publicly. We don't give where, where it's, 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 but I believe we have, we have an obligation, especially in a, in a country as rich as the United States with the opportunities that I love to be in a position. If there's a need, that need can be immediately met a, a, a real need. Uh, not, not like, you know, we'll pray about it. It's like, no, here's, 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 uh, you know, some resources that I've been blessed with. Yep. So, so, so that's, that's the money aspect of it. And so, and the, and for me building a larger business, I have no desire to grow, grow my business any larger. I, I really don't, but I have people who do because they know that, that my heart is to create life-changing economic opportunities for the leaders of my companies. Mm. So, so I'm, I've got what I need and that, 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 that residual income and other things. And, and I'd like more to, to meet the, the, the giving part, but if I can create generational changing wealth for the people that are driving my, my businesses forward, then that's a whole nother level for me. So that keeps me going in the, in the, in the growth side, because personally I'm like, ah, but that's, again, that goes to getting clear. Why do I want a bigger business? Well, I don't. Right. <laughs> but my, yeah. but my goal does. Yeah. And they're two distinctly different things. It's such a, I, I don't know, like, I don't know if I'm even using this right, but the hierarchy of needs, you know, it's like, to me at the top is like enjoying and craving success for others. And like you yes. said, life-changing economic opportunities for others, it only is going to mean great things for you. And so inspectors um, probably don't start getting into that thinking until they have a multi-inspector company, you know, five, six inspectors, or they get with, you know, get to an IEB conference. So yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it, it's hard when you're in the grind, you know, when you, you can't, you can't see from day to day, it's hard to see this, this futuristic thing, but you have to begin purposely being in an environment to, to walk you through how to, how do I gain clarity in the noise? How do I get clarity when I'm in this chaos? It's, it's kind of like uh, the urgent versus the important. And I, I love this analogy. Dirk uses this. The urgent is always screaming in your face you know, pay attention to me, pay attention, take care of me, take care of me. The most important things are always quietly standing in the corner <laughs> saying, Hey, um, I'm just going to be standing over here. And whenever you're ready, I'll always be here. Just, you know, yeah. it's up to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we, we decided, you know what, I think I'll focus on the most important things today. Let's put on, I want to get your take on, on the mentality of the average home inspector. Cause it's very, very common in our industry. Do you believe it comes from the type of demographic, the type of person that becomes a home inspector or our industry that is kind of like uh, there's no recurring income. There's no recurring revenue. It's just your next inspection, the next home transaction value. So there's this feeling that it's always going to run out at some point, right? Cause we've had a good bull run for the real estate industry. Talk to me a little, have you thought much about that, where that mindset comes from? I'm sure you guys have, because you get a, you seem to go a layer underneath that at conferences to talk to people about the fear mentality, the fear-based mentality. Yeah, I, I think you're correct, Kevin, that, that you know, it is transactional based. And if, if you think about that, that, that if, if, if I'm a hunter, hunter-gatherer, and I'm going to, I have to go out and hunt every day and kill what I eat. And then after I eat it, I have to go hunt again. Um, think about, and you know that there are other hunters out there and they're, they're in the same position. It can become very protective, very territorial mm -hmm. and rightfully so because it, it's survival. From your perspective, 
if somebody else is killing my my game, then then I'll starve. And um, and that is a that's a a very difficult um, that's a, that's very difficult to overcome mentally to 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 walk to walk through that. So I think that's one leg of it. Another leg of it is if you look at the the, the demographic and it's changing because. Um, you know, historically, you know, we're kind of, I, I always call it the, 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 the evolution of our industry. The first evolution was a, 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 a tech and a, and a trade. Uh, historically, men mm-hmm. um, that, that, that had a trade and evolved into an industry or as, as something we could do for money. The next iteration was uh, learning how to market. It's like, oh, I can actually take this product to a consumer or somebody can refer consumers and now I, I can, I can multiply yep. my services. And then we, you know, gratuitously, we call it the next phase is the IEB business building phase. But if you go back to the, the technician, if, if, and if you see the demographic, it's, it's an old, we're an aging industry, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, what is it? 50% of our, of our, of our, of home inspectors, are over 55 years old. Mm-hmm. Now you're having a new wave come in and a different mindset. Because right now, since it, it was a technician, there that that a the mentality is through a technician's mindset, and it's very protective of the standards of a home inspection, and that's the basis of all the decision making. And so I think there's a natural inclination, and I, I understand it, that if something is in a conversation outside of that the technical purity then somehow you're diminishing the value of, of the technical part of our, of our, of being a business owner. And it creates confusion. And that's why, and because of this, this protective attitude, Kevin, you know, think about it. If I, if I'm a hunter and I, you see this on the Facebook groups, if somebody comes up with a different idea, it will be a stream of how that won't work. <laughs> that, and there's no way that'll work. You're in, you, you know, and then the name calling, which is, which is a whole different thing, but, yeah. but it won't work. It won't work. It won't work. It won't work. Well, that's conditioned into this, this protective thing. Well, right. I have to protect not only my turf, but my ideas. Right. Because if, 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 if I, if I open myself up, up that maybe my ideas or my thinking could be expanded or maybe wrong, man, you're starting to dig deep into to somebody's identity. Right. And not only their identity, but, but how they built their business. Maybe they built it wrong. Maybe they could build it better. And uh, we all have ego. You know, we, we all have ego. And, 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 it's, and the most dangerous ego is the ego you don't see. I have it. You have it. Uh, it, it's, it. It shows up in ways that we would never expect. Uh, ego and pride. So, so that demographic, but on the flip side, you're starting to see, uh, I call it the Harmony Browns. Mm-hmm. Now, Harmony, for those of you who are listening to this podcast, is, she's an IEB member. She owns Greenworks in Dallas. I was just up in Dallas uh, two days ago, three days ago, with meeting with uh, Harmony. She's a dear friend. Uh, we're, we're, we're collaborating on some things, um, just, just ideas. She, she doesn't know how to do an inspection. She doesn't know the first thing about an inspection process, writing a report. She just decided she wanted to build an inspection business. Um, I don't know how many years ago, seven or eight years ago, maybe right. a little bit longer. She has over 100 employees. Now she has an engineering firm uh, involved in that. She has an environmental firm. Um, and it was, she, she started through the lens of being a business owner. But think of now from that lens, how many opportunities she's created for others who want to be in the trades aspect of it, who want to be on the, the servicing side of it because of her, because of her leading as a business owner first and running a profitable, thriving, growing business. Now she's in seven markets and creating opportunities for all these people. And to me, that's, she represents the future. She represents the future of our industry. I'm not saying, I necessarily agree or disagree, which by the way, I do agree, <laughs> but, yep. but, but that's the one thing we have to get over it is when that, that's where the ego is, is I don't, I, I don't like that idea or the way somebody's doing something. Therefore it won't work because I don't like it. Right. It doesn't matter what we like or don't like the market's going to dictate what the market wants 
as, as new ideas and products and services are introduced into the market. And um, that, that's a challenge we all face. So how, how, how flexible are we? How, how much are we willing to let go of our old way of thinking? And we're challenging that every single day, every single day, you know, Dirk and I, we walk through those partners. We've ch- we challenge each other every single day on our own perspectives. That I feel like is a must. That might be the number one predictor in my mind of a healthy, successful, whatever you want to call it business. If when partners can challenge each other's perspectives, yeah. opinions, inputs daily, that, yeah. that is powerful. Yeah. It hadn't always been clean. <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys get after it. Y'all, I know you too. You could, hear us, you could hear us outside of the building, but two, there were two things about that. And this is critical. This is um, uh, from uh, the seven, the five dysfunctions of a team, mm-hmm. the, uh, the results triangle. Um, it is, if there's trust involved in, in conflict, then you can have a pretty high level conflict to achieve some pretty high results. So when you go in, you can throw some haymakers at each other, but if you trust one another and think about that, it, it, it circles back to even the, the IEB conversation. Um, if, if we can create an environment where we all trust each other and know that if you break this trust, if you break the trust of the group in IEB, if you talk sideways about another inspection company, if you lie, if you're deceitful, you'll be exited. We've exited really large companies from IEB, like super super large companies like we won't we won't lower our standards just to have somebody stroke us a check you know the community is more important than that it's the same way in our businesses you know as with employees and and leaders in our business maintaining um, uh, clarity maintaining vision and maintaining trust are, are, are the three most important aspects you know because your people you know trust is is what you're going to tap into when you make dynamic changes when you're going to shift in a big way. Um, we had a situation about three years ago, our, our, our economic model for compensation for our inspectors was, was way off. Mm-hmm. We were going to grow into bankruptcy. So it, it wasn't immediately in front of us, but it was, it was just, it was a matter of time. We were dead man walking, maybe three or four years, but it's gonna happen. So we had to make a change. And uh, I'll never forget that we had to adjust the base compensation of each inspector down six to $9,000. Now, they, there were other attributes they, they could have actually made more money and they did, right. but they hear that six, nine down, that's where their mind yeah, shuts yeah, off. Exactly. Uh, and understandably, but um, to, to, I was talking to some of my inspectors about a year later and a couple of them are leaders in, in my company service and one of our, our, our service director, one of our team leaders, and he said, um, you know, Greg, when that happened, the only thing that kept us, this thing from falling apart was a trust that had been established in Brian and Brian inspections. But we, you went to the bottom of the well in that trust. <laughs> Nobody was doing cartwheels, but the only thing that held it together was trust. So I don't know how I got in the trust conversation. Yeah, I, I, let's, let's pull on that thread. I think what do you feel went into building that type of trust with your people? Um, I think it, it's being con- con- consistently walking out who you say you are. If you say you, you run an ethical business, then run an ethical business. Right. If, you have, if your people have, <clears throat> excuse me, have opportunities to see you um, making a decision to forego revenue or income to maintain your standards, uh, boy, that's, that's an invest, that, you're investing richly into the capital of your company. You're foregoing a transaction for long-term return, right? That, you know, that's, and that's all you're doing. Um, you know, it's interesting when, when uh, Chris, who is my vice president runs things, uh, he came on and um, he had a bonus plan set up and, and we tossed the bonus plan. He's been operating with me now for four and a half years without a bonus plan. And um, now he, he gets, he gets, he gets these spiffs, he gets these things, but he knows the bigger play and he's, he's, been side by side with me and trust has been established. He's, I would like to believe he's seen me show up in a trustworthy way in all of my, my relationships and all of my interactions. And because of that, he knows that, that, Hey man, we're going to this, we're, we're, we're getting pretty close. There's going to be a huge payoff for him. Now we're talking equity stakes. We're talking about changing things that I'll freely give away, but he has to earn it. And I have to know that the model is right. 
and he has to be willing to sh continually sh show trust in me. And, and, but it, it, it's, it's, you know, this, we, we hear the adage, it, it's, it takes forever to gain trust and it's easy to break trust. Right. And, um, so I would say as, as a business leader, uh, are you, are you the real deal? Do you show up, uh, in your relationships? Um, do you show up in private? Do you show up in, with your language? Do you show up in your continents? Uh, are you consistent in who you are? Um, and over time, people get comfort with that. And, and it's an attractor, Kevin. Uh, you know, I love it when, when, you know, we're an attractor for other people to come work in our company because it exudes that, that, that joy and confidence exudes from our employees. It's, it's that culture. Yeah. And people say, I want to be a part of that. I want to work in that. And leaders that's what I'm most proud of. Yeah. They, and, and you and Dirk model it, uh, you know, Rob, Rob, uh, you know, all the other folks mm -hmm. that in the kind of leadership and enterprise group of IEB, they're all inspiring people that you want to be around, that you yeah. want to work for, work with. Yeah. Because you guys are direct, um, you're warm, but you care. And, you know, it's just this beautiful blend of attributes where you're like, they're just who they say they are. And I want to be around that. I, I wish everybody could have an opportunity to sit on, a, on, a, on an enterprise call. You've got these 15, 15 companies or so that are just, you know, huge businesses and the, the, there's intensity. There is, you know, conflicting ideas, but there's absolute respect. There's absolute candidness. Uh, it's, it's, I would say probably 50% of the conversation would, would be very um, contrary to what people would think that right. those conversations would be like, you know, it's, it's devoid of ego. I mean, it's, it's, uh, and, and I think this is important in your business as business owners. I think it's important in your relationships. How, how vulnerable are you? Uh, Do you I'll get, I want to take you on a real quick journey. And this is, I think this is important because, we launched IEB and we attracted all these large companies and I'm a founder of IEB. So I'm the expert, right? I'm kind of like, you know, I'm supposed to be the expert. Right. So people like, listen, do you think we coach everything? I do everything we coach. No. <laughs> so, so we're, we're going up. I launch IEB with, with Dirk. We're in it for a year and a half. And the first, for the first time in 25 years, we start to go down in sales while I'm surrounded by these other enterprise companies who are growing at, I mean, you have to understand there's some companies in IEB that are exploding. We're talking hiring 20, 30 inspectors at a time. And, and, and so, so I'm going down and do you know how awesome to be able to say, to, to say in this group where I'm the founder of this group with Dirk, I'm a co-founder to say, Hey, man, we're really struggling right now in this area. And what it was, was we were, we were actually, our attention was focused on leadership development because we needed to build a new pipe. And we spent 18 months on just a pipeline of leadership development because we knew that we needed that. Once we did that, we hired like 20 inspectors in a you know, three month period and, 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 and took off again, but it was purposeful, but it was purposeful to focus on something else, but not purposeful to go down in growth. Right. And where we, we, we went down almost a million dollars in, in sales year over year. Uh, and to be able to be able to say that to your, to your, your contemporaries who are killing it without, without feeling like I'm a failure, right? Because you, you know, I can share this and you're just going to lift me up and say, Hey man, you're, you're, you're focusing on the right thing. Keep doing this. We support you. Um, I can think of very few um, environments where you could be that vulnerable and, and transparent with your failings, especially in your professional peers. Vulnerable. We either wouldn't take advantage of it, come after you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I just watched a uh, Brene Brown um, documentary on Netflix and then started reading one of her books because she's all about vulnerability. That's kind of the, the emotion she taps into and digs into and kind of deconstructs and boy, our industry, uh, you know, I don't know what percent into the vulnerability journey we're in, but it ain't, it ain't much. I think we have a long way to go in terms of our industry and the people in it. Yeah. Vulnerable. Cause it, it takes not identifying with, like you said, the, I think you hit on something earlier of when you over identify with 
the technician in you and the business is you, you make hasty decisions, you get emotional and you kind of lose sight of the big picture. So, you know, it's, we, we recognize this and it's, this is hysterical. When, when we first, you know, I do a lot of public speaking with IEB and you know me, Kevin, I'm, I'm probably the most private person in IEB. Mm -hmm. Um, um, And so I, I, it's, it's my preferred state is in a small group or one-on-one. Right. Large groups are exhausting. Um, And part of that, I'm sure is, um, um, well, I, I don't know why, but, but the intimacy part, when we launched IEB, both Dirk and I, I, we were going, we have these, we have four masterminds a year and we're like, okay, we're going to, IEB is going to be 100% virtual. Who, who needs to get together? They can save money because for me, it's like, why would anybody want to get together? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we're talking business, business is business, you know, right. and and when we finally had, and that was one of our failings, that's when we went up in growth and went down and finally mm-hmm. had to find our footing. Who are we? What do people want? And they, they seek those intimate relationships. They just don't have environments or know how to act in them. Yes. And so that created a pathway. And about six months ago, we launched pods, P-O-D-S, small groups, small pods mm-hmm. in IEB. And like I have a pod that has uh, four other people in it. The pods range from four to five people. Uh, and we meet, uh, we talk about, you know, one sheets, which is a, a, a system of, of tracking specific goals, uh, individual goals, or you can do anything else. Sometimes our, our pod, we have, we meet once a week. The extraordinary thing is it's turned into a high level accountability group. It's like, Hey, I need to be held accountable for this. You know, I, I, I text my group every night for the last three months when I, when I'm going to bed at, at 1030 because I have a problem not going to bed early. So I have an accountability. That sounds so silly, but those little accountabilities stack up to other things. I went, I wanted to go on a health journey because, you know, um, I had, I had some heart issues last year, had to deal with those and, and, and I had to start exercising again. Of course, in my mind, it's like, okay, I'm going to go from, you know, not doing anything for the last four years because of my heart to having the body of myself when I was 25 in like three months. <laughs> You know, our mind, but, but, but in the pod, I realized, Hey, Hey dude, you, you're, you're not going to do that. You can't really even exercise that much, you know? So let's start this. Let's start. Okay. You have to start with water. And th- this is where baby steps of accountability are so powerful. I was held accountable in my, in my, in my pod group to drink 60 ounces of water a day. Once I established that, then I went to, you know, right now my accountability is doing uh, X number of push-ups five days a week and walking two miles for four days a week. Mm-hmm. And, but the, the, the intimacy, these pods, it started out as kind of an accountability group, but a natural intimacy. You know, uh, a couple of us have, you know, family members with, with, with dementia, uh, caring for parents, health issues with family, uh, struggles in business, financial struggles. Where do you turn with that? Even in a group like IEB, where it's, you know, we're, we're, we're open, there's a point where it's like, this is now we're getting super intimate. Right. And, and, and being business owners, we are so isolated from, from everything. We don't have an outlet. You know, if, you, if you're involved in a, in a church or a synagogue or some other relationship, you have, you, you, you may have that outlet but we become so isolated as a, as a society. I didn't realize the impact these pods would have. And, and it, it goes, I believe it, it speaks to, to intimacy that we long and we need. We just don't know how to do it. I love that concept. Entrepreneurship's lonely, being a home inspector is lonely. And then you had COVID you had like the triple whammy of like yeah. isolation. And um, yeah. it's no wonder you guys are screaming out of the gates after COVID because people some people can't even turn to their spouse with like finances or business struggles or health struggles. And so to have that group, I think can save, can literally save lives. Um, Shout out to tribe of millionaires, the book, you said one sheeter. I just finished that book a few weeks ago. Um, Amazing. Yeah. Shout out to to all of you listening. It's a tribe of millionaires uh, from uh, uh, 
Dave Osborne in a, in a, in a group. Uh, who was at the IB conference who spoke at the, he's who speaks. Yes, Dave Osborne yeah. Speaks. Writer of that book. Uh, a group of other, uh, 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 very, um, successful entrepreneurs started a, a group called, uh, go abundance. Uh, and it's kind of, kind of, uh, a little bit different than IV. The flavor is, is living an adventurous life for, but these are, you have to be a certain net worth, uh, to be in it. Mm-hmm. But these are, these are people, uh, you know, they, these guys are highly successful. Some of them are, are, you know, um, uh, I, it's interesting because I'm in go abundance and, and I haven't really plugged in that much because I, I with IV so much and, and, and even for me, it's hard to find a way to plug into, into it because it's a new community for me. Yeah. And so I've been thinking about that. Wow. I wonder how many people in IV it's hard for them. They come in and it, it feels like a good old boy or good old girl network. Do we get in and go abundance? Isn't that these guys are amazing, but as an outsider, it's like, how do I step in and what's my, what's my responsibility of taking action versus the responsibility of the group to make it as inviting and as easy as possible. Right. And right. So I'm actually, I'm actually riffing out loud now. I'm, I'm, I'm going through an IB owners, you know, question. Yeah, yeah. how many people are like struggling? How do I get really plugged into IB? <laughs> I love that. I want to brainstorm, we brainstorm offline because I'm starting to think too, of just like how to help those new members feel that feeling that people feel when that, when it clicks, you know, yes. like how do we get them to that quicker? Because you're right. The perception could be totally wrong when you're on the outside looking in versus once you kind of feel the energy. Yeah. Well, think about your business. You know, it was me and two inspectors and I had an inspector, when, when, you know, you get to where, you know, I've got, I've got higher, you know, I'm doing any hiring anymore. Uh, I have one direct report and, you know, we're very purposeful in the design and IV, how you structure your business. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm the acting CEO, which means I just set the course and, and, and enforce the culture and, and set the vision and that's it. And, um, um, but how do you maintain that, that, that intimacy and that, that culture as you get more and more employees who aren't plugged in with each other? Right. And so you start to lose that because and it, that's, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but what do you do to replace it? When it's just you and two other people, you're together every day, you eat lunch together, you go to dinner together. Then all of a sudden, 50, yeah. 60, you know, we, we, we've got you know, almost 70 employees. Yeah, you're on, not all break. So, so we're, have, we're actually having a, a thing at my house we're renting a tent and we're going to have a hundred people at my house. We realized, you know what, it's going to be hot as Hades in Houston. <laughs> we need to bring everybody together, you know, bring in a mariachi and a, you know, some Mexican food and yeah, and to do just for the sole purpose of having an awareness that, Oh my gosh, it's been because of COVID it's been 18 months longer than that since we've gotten together since our, our Christmas party, 2019. Wow. And that's a nugget right there. Even small multis find time to get together and meet and enjoy each other and have a meal together. That's what people bond over. Yeah. It's so easy to treat our people like uh, assets that just plug away and work. Like you got to meet personally. Hey Kevin, I want to, I want to shift a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. Cause I, I'm, I'm, you didn't ask me to do this. Full disclosure, Kevin and I, we just, we're just, we, we, we're, we're friends. Yeah. We've become professional friends. We talk, you know, probably twice a year in reality. Um, and, um, you know, I reached out to Kevin to say, Hey, I'd like to be in your podcast. He said, I've, I've been you on for a long time, but one of the reasons I wanted to come on was to, to talk about Spectora and my company. You, Kevin did not ask me to do this. You know, Kevin, <laughs> he, he, he's probably a little bit under uncomfortable right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I but I want to talk about this because yeah. this is a question we get all the time from business owners. You know, we work with sole proprietors to really large companies and they ask all the time, uh, who do we use? Well, first in IEB, we don't take a position on what, what resources you use. Right. We don't care. We don't care if you use Spectora, Horizon, uh, HIP, what, what are the other, you know, uh, HomeGage, we don't care. Right. Um, now, as a business owner has a large inspection company, I do care. And, and we're very innovative and we're willing to change to get our models right going into the future. So for us, we switched reporting softwares three times in four years, which, which is insane. And, but, but, but it, was, it, was, it was purposeful, Kevin, because we, we, 
we saw strength, but we saw gaps. It's like, okay, this, this, this software has a really great strength for right now, but this aspect of it is going to be super problematic as we grow. Um, so it's, it's scalability. And then the other part for us is we are one of our key drivers as business owners is, is, is understanding a, a good work environment for our inspectors quality of life, quality of life, quality of life, quality of life. And the ability to not have to do inspections at midnight, coming home, it's like, well, what kind of life is that? I mean, honestly, what, what, is it, what does it mean if we're employing somebody to give them a better life, better financial life with their family? We, you know, we provide benefits, we have health benefits, we have 401k, company vehicles, the pay is pretty good. And if they're working 20 hours a day because they're having to write reports at midnight, that was part of the decision. And, um, and so for us, we went through this journey and I, ju I just got to tell you that um, Spectora has been probably one of the best decisions we've made as an inspection business since I've been doing this. And that's universal with, with all of our inspectors. Um, you know, one of the other, uh, other questions that is asked to, of us is, do you use Spectora Plus versus, and I'll just say just ISN. I, I'm, I'm really making Kevin uncomfortable here. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I like it. I got to <laughs> lean into it, right? Lean into the, lean into it, lean into it. And we, we, we use Spectora Plus. And so why, you know, because for us, ISN has some more, more bells and whistles. Yep. More functionality. There's, 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 there's no secret about that. It's, it's, they've been around longer. But for us, again, it's like, and this is my mindset, which may be very different than other business owners and what's important to them. I'm always looking at what's the short-term win, but more importantly, what's the long-term win? Right. What's the long-term win? And for us, we, we, and I've never had this conversation with you, Kevin. Um, the reason we, we switched to Spectora Plus was advanced. A, was- Advanced. Yeah, is it? Okay, I'm sorry. Hey, <laughs> Plus advanced. Yes, Spectora Advanced is um, we. It's it's it, we wanted something more seamless. Mm -hmm. We some, we wanted something that we knew the, the the reporting software how efficient it become that we knew that Spectora Advanced would become the same thing, and we wanted to be a part of that that conversation. You know, it's not like we we have a huge dialogue with 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 Spectora, but but Spectora listens to the input of the users. And, and we've seen, you know, it takes, you know, making change, you don't just change a, a line of code. So he says, hey, can you add this? Sure, let me just change this Word document. Thanks, you know? yeah. <laughs> but for us, it's, we, we've seen the dynamic changes. So um, that's really my commercial to you, Kevin, and your whole team is, you know, we were on this, this purposeful journey of what's the best software to serve us not only today, but but long in the future as we scale into multiple markets, and what will give our inspectors the highest quality of life. Um, and and we landed on Spectora. And honest to goodness, the last shift I was, I was telling, I was like, oh my gosh, they're like, we love we love what what Spectora looks like. We love, I was like, really, really, you know, y'all are willing to to tear this up again <laughs> this time with like seventeen inspectors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, create all new templates, create, yeah. you know, but it, and it was a cost factor for us to just the time that there's a time cost factor of, of shifting, but it was a, for us, the, the, the investment cost is, was so much lower in regards to the return we're anticipating in time value and the, 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 the quality of product. I, I think there's no question about that, but there's just, there's just no. Uh, no one competes with the appearance of the, the, the spectral report and the, the dynamics of it. So the dynamic usage of it. So I just want to shout that. And I, hopefully I didn't make you too uncomfortable. Greg, you're so kind and I appreciate you, but you, it, the, the, the kudos goes back to you and your company because this is an IEB principle of realizing that there's a bigger, there's more currency than just money out there. It's time. Yeah. There's time yeah. cost to things. And you guys are a target market, a company that actually cares about, getting their inspectors home for dinner, uh, a company that cares about what their end report looks like, because that's what they're out there marketing. And in right. the era now that we're entering, and this is a topic for, for part two, 
of free software starting to roll out. You got big money coming into our uh, industry. It makes that conversation more prevalent over what are you valuing more time or money, uh, your end product efficiency, a lot of currencies out there. Hey, that, yes, we will have part two because that's going to roll into one of the reasons, the reason IEB launched was because I envision a world where big money's coming in and there's going to be free home inspections where the inspector is the commodity. Right. And that is a, such a teaser for episode for part two, because everyone I guarantee wants to hear you and I's thought our thoughts on that um, because it's coming. It's something we've talked about and shared a vision for, for years. And it's kind of un unfolding in front of us. It's absolutely unfolding. We can either stick our fingers in our ears, <laughs> pretend it's not coming. We can embrace it and, and race run, lean into it and yep. say, okay, what, what effect can we have? Can we dominate this change? Right. Or, or are we just going to be at the mercy of it? Right. And just hope we can get little crumbs from whoever wants to toss us a crumb after they've monetized us into the ground. Well said. Uh, this is a great teaser. Let, we need to schedule this after, after we break here. Let's actually get it uh, on the calendar. But Greg, you. you always make me happier. You always make me feel better about everything uh, because you're such a, just a kind you know, person that sees the whole field, like you see it all. And, uh, and I appreciate your wisdom and, and friendship. So thank you for taking time. This is going to be our most popular episode. I guarantee it. <laughs> thank you, Kevin. Very kind words. Uh, we'll do it again soon. 